Welcome back to another daily walk. Yeah, we're doing one on the porch today because it's getting a little bit of rainy out there and uh, I'm expecting someone over here before too long so I don't want to navigate too far from home. But what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about John MacArthur and Grace Community Church opening up. And uh, this has to be one of the most amazingly graceful yet biblical um, uh, stick it to the governments I've seen in a long time. And uh, I'm, I'll go ahead and link the entire letter down at the, uh, the bottom here. Go ahead and read through that. We'll just kind of look at a couple glimpses. But just understand MacArthur's position here. What he decided is way back when the initial lockdowns were, were issued, they were in complete compliance with those lockdowns. They said, you know, we don't know what's going on. They said it's a temporary thing. And he even addresses what a lot of the people are addressing where, you know, we were originally sold this idea that we're going to do a three-week lockdown to slow the spread to prepare the hospitals. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find his exact quote because there is a lot in here. Um, but when they said, hey, we're going to slow things down, we're going to lock things down for a few weeks, they said, hey, that's okay. We get it, we understand, and we will absolutely comply. The problem is, is that within, oh, it was just a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, uh, right before uh, MacArthur opened, and uh, by the time this video goes live, they will have had two Sundays open. And Governor Newsom in California, he pretty much said a lot of services like liquor stores and abortion clinics can stay open because those are essential services. But churches still need to close. And it wasn't just churches. Now, I did read, uh, watch one very good review of this analysis who actually said, you know, this is where smaller churches come in play as well. And I actually love the fact that here in State College, I'm in a very small church, very small congregation, because I found the smaller churches are oftentimes the most biblical. But even in California, even small churches and home churches. You're not even allowed to meet together to have a church service or even a Bible study in your home. How long is this? Well, he said, quote, indefinitely. In other words, until we decide to change things around and allow you to. And it's under the guise when they turn around and say, when you are indefinitely going to lock down the churches, at this point in time, the elders at Grace Community Church stood up and said, well, now you are saying indefinitely you're not allowed to worship God. This is now a violation of the scriptures. And they wrote an entire article about how the article is entitled, Christ, not Caesar, is head of the church. Now, this article was very done very well balancing the fact that, yes, we as Christians have to submit to the authority of the state. This is ingrained within. And uh, there's actually several statements in here that, that, they, that they talk about these. Of course, we have statements from, uh, from Peter. We have statements from Paul. Um, Romans, for example, there's some statements about, uh, about it. According to the honor that we rightly owe our earthly governors and magistrates, Romans 13, 7, does not include compliance when such officials attempt to subvert sound doctrine, corrupt biblical morality, exercise ecclesiastical authority, or supplant Christ as head of the church. The biblical order is clear. Christ is the Lord, not Caesar. Um, and Christ, not Caesar, is head of the church. Conversely, the church does not in any sense rule the state. 
Again, these are distinct kingdoms, and Christ is sovereign over both. Neither church nor state has any higher authority than that of Christ himself, who declared all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Now, it's important to note here, and in their letter, they, they're not sitting on the Constitution. Because if there's one thing John MacArthur has always stood for, it's the soundness of Scripture, not the soundness of local law. In fact, he doesn't, he'll use the exact same sermon notes no matter what country or culture he's in because he is drawing it from the scripture. He writes in the article, notice that we are not making a constitutional argument even though the First Amendment of the United States Constitution expressly affirms this principle in its opening words, quote, Congress shall not make a law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, end quote. The right we are appealing was not created by the Constitution, he writes. It was one of those inalienable rights granted solely by God who ordained human government and establishes both the extent and the limitations of the state's authority. Our argument, therefore, is purposely not grounded in the First Amendment. It is grounded on the same biblical principles that the amendment itself is founded upon. The exercise of true religion is a divine duty given to men and women created in God's image. Now, again, uh, I got a chance to see the documents. Uh, I follow Phil Johnson on Twitter. Of course, uh, you can follow Our Walk in Christ on Twitter, at Our Walk in Christ. We're also on Minds, Gab, uh, BitChute, a few other places as well. Check the website for the current links. But um, what we are... What they're looking at is uh, Phil Johnson actually put up a letter that went out that basically says, hey, you're not allowed to any gatherings. Any, anybody who's not related to you, you can't have them over. So you can't have small Bible studies. You can't have small groups in your church. You can't meet in a small congregation. Uh, I believe there's some restrictions even on outdoor. But of course, if you want to protest BLM, if you want to go to get an abortion, if you want to go to a liquor store or a few other places, I think maybe some bars are still open, if I remember correctly. Um, then you can do all that, but you don't want to go to, uh, you don't want, want to go to church is what they say. Now he wrote part of the article and, um, the, uh, the elders also added to the articles in the addendum, uh, quote, the elders of Grace Church considered and independently consented to the original government order, not because we believe the state has a right to tell churches when or how or whether to worship. To be clear, we believe the original orders were just as much as an Ill illegitimate intrusion of state authority into ecclesiastical matters as we believe it is now. However, because we cannot possibly have known the true severity of the virus and because we care about people as our Lord did, we believe guarding public health ag uh, against serious contagions is a rightful function of Christians as well as civil government. Therefore, we voluntarily followed the initial recommendations of our government. It is, of course, legitimate for Christians to abstain from the Assembly of Saints temporarily in the face of illness or eminent threat to public health. When the devastating lockdown began, it was supposed to be short-term stopgap measure with the goal to flatten the curve, meaning they wanted to slow the rate of infection to ensure that hospitals weren't overwhelmed. And there were horrific projections of death. In light of those factors, our pastors supported the measures by observing the guidelines that were issued for churches. But we did not yield our spiritual authority to secular government. We said from the very start that our voluntary compliance was subject to change if the restrictions dragged on beyond the stated goal, or politicians unduly intruded into the church affairs, or if health officials added restrictions that would attempt to undermine the church's mission. 
We made every decision within our own burden of respectability in mind. We simply took the early opportunities to support the concerns of health officials and accommodate the same concerns among our church members out of a desire to act in abundance of care and reasonableness. But we are now more than 20 weeks into the unrelieved restrictions. It is apparent that those original projections of death are wrong and the virus is nowhere near as dangerous as originally feared. Still, roughly 40% of the year has passed with our church essentially unable to gather in a normal way. Pastors' ability to shepherd their flocks has been severely curtailed. The unity and influence of the church has been threatened. Opportunities for believers to serve and minister to one another have been missed, and the sufferings of Christians who are troubled, fearful, distressed, infirm, or otherwise urgent need of fellowship and encouragement has been magnified beyond anything we could possibly have considered just or necessary. Major public events that were planned for 2021 are already being canceled, signaling that officials are preparing to keep restrictions in place in the next year and beyond. This forces churches to choose between the clear commandment of our Lord and the government officials. Therefore, following the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, we gladly choose to obey him. That is a powerful statement that the elders make and that MacArthur makes. And I want to echo their sentiments that when we did not know what was going on, it was absolutely reasonable to lock things down, to be cautious, and to look. But we now have six months' worth of data. In the six months' worth of data, now taking off my Christian cap and putting on my scientist cap, the data does not demonstrate this worldwide situation of death that was originally projected. In fact, the death rates are outside of one particular group of people, significantly less than the flu and significantly less than a lot of other minor illnesses that we've never shut society down for and have dealt with in our society for a long time. Even that one group that is much more vulnerable, even them, they do have higher death rates, but they're also, uh, there's also a lot, of, a lot of things in the numbers that look, you look at and you go, this is interesting. There's a whole lot of deaths attributed to this virus that are not actually caused by the virus. And there's a lot more people testing positive that have never even received a test at all. There's a lot of questions about what's going on. So to hold down restrictions and to hold down lockdowns because of all this, because of the data that we have now, is an unreasonable thing. So my hats are off to John MacArthur and Grace Community Church who decided to open back up, who decided to say, you know what, we're going to put safety protocols in place. So what protocols do they have in place? Well, if you want to stay home and watch the live stream, no problem, stay home and watch the live stream. You can come and enjoy inside and they have masks, hand sanitizers provided. They've also put in over a thousand seats outdoors so you can watch it on a screen outdoors as well. So there's a lot of options. They're not telling everybody and I don't think they've ever really told anybody you have to be here every Sunday or you're going to hell. But for those people that look at the facts and go, okay, I'm a low-risk group, but I need my Christian fellowship to maintain my sanity, they're giving them an opportunity to do that. And for this, it is a good plan, and we need more churches like this. Like, I know that there's a church up over the hill from me here. That church is not even talking about opening until well into 2021. All the other larger churches in my town are in a similar similar situation. Sure, they have a couple live streams online, but they're not doing much as far as actually meeting. But our lo small local congregations, we're meeting, and people can do the safety protocols as they see fit, and that is an important thing. We are getting back to fellowship, and we have been back to fellowship now for, I think, two months now. I can't remember how long we've been back. Uh, but 
And that's the thing, right? They are standing up and saying the church is more than just a fake God that we do on Sunday. The church meets physical needs. The church meets spiritual needs. The church educates children. The church helps people in abuse. The church helps people with the difficulties in life. The church helps people with their their sorrows in life. And we have to open these situations back up. If a bar and an abortion clinic could be open, if people are allowed to walk down the streets and protesting Black Lives Matter, they can go to church on Sunday and be fine as they see fit. Leave this up to the people and our interpretation of the word of God, not up to the governing authorities. So that's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.